everybody hear me? Is this on? I think it is. There we go. All right. I am Pastor Thena, the pastor of family ministries here at West Meadows. And as Andrew alluded, Mark is not here today. He's on holidays. And so I will be speaking. And I am going to continue on with the series that we have been going through, which is 10 Words to Live By. So of course this week, as I've been thinking about my message and as I've been thinking about holidays, I thought, well, how do you kind of put the two together, commands and laws and holidays? And so I started to just kind of go to my computer and I wanted to just search out different commands and laws in places that a person might choose to holiday at. And I came up with this website that had all sorts of weird and wacky, kind of funny commands and laws in different places. And so I thought, just to start things off, we'd kind of look at some of these. So here on the screen, you will see, first of all, uh, suit of armor. And I thought this was interesting. This one particularly caught my eye because just this week I was planning with my mom a holiday that she and I plan to take next year. And so part of that holiday, we're going to go to Wales. That's the birthplace of my grandpa. And so something I've wanted to do for a long time. And we're going to probably fly into London. So this caught my eye because there's a law that you are not allowed to wear armor if you are going to go to Parliament in London. So I thought, okay, that's one thing I don't have to pack in my luggage is any armor just in case I go to Parliament. Parliament. So then I kept going through, and the next thing that I noticed was that if you're going to go to Greece, and probably all of us would love to go to Greece, something you do not need to pack along is your high heels. So when I preach, I always wear the heels because I'm kind of short. Um, so if I go to Greece, I won't be preaching and I won't be wearing high heels because you're not allowed to. It's illegal to wear high heels at different places like the Parthian and the Acropolis because you could just ruin their ruins. So don't wear high heels if you're going to Greece. And then the next thing that I found quite interesting was if you're going to go to Poland, there is actually laws and rules against wearing Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> and so this kind of seems a little strange, but really in Poland, the playgrounds and the schools have banned Winnie the Pooh because they think that Winnie the Pooh, this little risque fellow, is very impressionable on the children because he doesn't wear pants, right? So then, Moving even beyond Poland, we have, what's next? Oh, yes, sandcastles. <laughs> sandcastles in Spain, don't do it. <laughs> no building of sandcastles in Spain. If you build sandcastles in Spain, you could be fined between 100 and 1,500 euros. And this is true for children and adults alike don't build sandcastles in Spain. Now, I have never been to Spain, but I always thought, well, Spain seems like a lovely place to go. But then I started finding out another rule that they have in Spain, at least that they have in a particular city, is it's illegal to play dominoes in public in this particular city. And the reason why is they kind of think that, you know, when they knock each other down, they just clank and they're too loud. <laughs> so no dominoes when you're going to Spain. So we have all of these rules and 
and commands of places that we might holiday in other parts of the world, but what about something maybe a little closer to home? Now, if you're a hockey fan, then you might be familiar with this tradition. In Detroit, as of the 50s, they have banned throwing octopus. You are not allowed to throw octopus in Detroit anymore. And the reason being is the good old Detroit Red Wings fans believe that it is good luck when you throw the octopus onto the ice. Now, it's not really heavily enforced. They, I guess, kind of figure if you can get your hand on an octopus, go ahead, throw it. But it is still a law, a command. You are not to do that. And even closer to home in our own country, are some strange commands as well. And the first one I want to point out to you is in Ontario, it's illegal to climb trees. You might not have known this. Now, just this past week, our youth, we went on a road trip and we did some frisbee golf and there were some very climbable trees in the area. And I have to tell you, just between you and me, that there was some tree climbing going on, but that's okay because it's not illegal in Alberta. However, in Ontario, somebody just recently was fined $365 for climbing a tree in a park in Toronto. So you say, okay, fair enough, but actually the legislation goes further than that. It is illegal to climb in a forest, in a town, in a city, unless you have a permit. So I don't know how many children are going out to get permits before they start climbing trees, but in Ontario, you need one. And then there's our province just to the west of us. And they, in the 1800s, established themselves as a province, and they decided they would leave no stone unturned. They were going to have a law for everything. So included in their package of laws, they have a law that says you are not allowed to kill Bigfoot. Not allowed to kill Bigfoot in British Columbia. And interestingly enough, even though this law has stood since the 1800s, there has not been one person who has found themselves guilty of this crime yet. So I'm not sure why, but nobody has killed Sasquatch yet in British Columbia. So they're all good there. But as we look at these kind of fun and different commands and laws, it brings us to the command to the law that we're going to look at today. We're looking at the fifth commandment, and that is Exodus 20, verse 12, which says, Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. So now we look at this command, and just like some of these other commands and laws that we just looked at, we think, does this apply to us? Sandcastle building in Alberta is completely fine. You can build a sandcastle at the beach. So that law wouldn't apply to you, but in Spain, you would not want to build that sandcastle. So now we have this rule, this law, this command about honoring our father and mother. Does this apply to us? We just finished looking for the last four weeks at four serious commands, and these are all commands that have been four very important words on heavenly submission to God. They have been about honoring God, who's our heavenly parent. And now we look at this command, and sometimes we think, 
this is the command for kids. This is kind of the Sunday school interlude. This pertains to children. They need to be honoring their father and mother. I can just imagine that when the Ten Commandments were being preached to the people that, you know, they had kind of maybe lost their audience a little bit, and so now they're saying, okay, kids, like, this one's for you. Listen up. Come on. This is written in stone by the very finger of God. You're supposed to be honoring me right now. Like, shh, listen to what they have to say. But actually, this command is exactly for all of us. It does not only pertain to children. We know this because it comes in the middle of a list of commands, and you look at these commands, and yes, certainly children are sinners too, but you look at the list of these commands, and many of these commands are targeted at adult issues. There's not a lot of children that are carving graven images. There's not a lot of children that are plotting murderous acts. There's not a lot of children that are bearing credible false witness against a neighbor. So we know that this command must have something to do with an adult issue. So once again, those first four commands about honoring God, who is all of our authors. He has authority over us. We learn about heavenly submission through those commands. And then we get to the fifth command. And this now addresses earthly parents. God, our heavenly parent, and now earthly parents, the father and the mother. And they, in a sense, are our earthly authors, right? But also, further to that, it is about earthly submission, So honor elders wherever you encounter them as far as it is possible with discernment. The commandment is actually more complex than we realize because when it talks about earthly submission, it is including not just mom and dad, but it is including all of the earthly authorities, all of those that society has placed above us. And this becomes a difficult commandment for us sometimes to follow. It's tough because all of us have this kind of natural resistance to authority. And I have to tell you that if this commandment was so easy to follow, I don't think it would have even been in the list of the ten. Because it's not so easy to follow. So our first four commandments about honoring God. And now this commandment tells us to honor elders. And then a spoiler alert for the next five, that's about honoring others, honoring our community, honoring everybody else that hasn't already been listed. Honor fueled by love is at the heart of all 10 words. Honor fueled by love at the heart of all 10 words. So if honor is so very important when we're looking at these 10 words, it's very important for us to understand what honor actually means. So if we do a bit of a word search, if we look at what the word honor is in the biblical text, we find that it is written as the Hebrew word kabed. And kabed means to give weight to, to regard as high value, 
high worth. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I find that I can understand a word better by knowing what it is not, by looking at the opposite of it, the antonym of it. And the Bible gives us clues as to the opposite of kebed. The opposite is kilel, another Hebrew word, which means to eh, make light of, to regard not very valuable, to kind of despise. So honor elders wherever you encounter them as far as it is possible with discernment. Wherever you encounter them. Okay, so for some of us, we are still, you know, under the authority of our parents. We live at home. So yeah, honor mom, honor dad. That's where I encounter them. For all of us, there are people who are superior to us in age. And we are to honor them. Not kilal, where like, meh, not too important, or place little value on them, but lift them high. Leviticus 19.32 says, rise in the presence of the aged, show respect for the elderly, and revere God. I am the Lord. We have, through our church, this opportunity with Lewis Estates Retirement Residents to honor those who are superior in age to us. We have been going on Sundays, not right now, but usually to the residents, and there we can volunteer as speakers, we can volunteer as singers or musicians, we can volunteer as greeters, and we can honor the elderly that way. Also, we are to honor the governing authority. So earthly submission to those who are placed above us, they might not be older than us, but if they are our earthly authority, we are to honor them. In Romans 13, 6 and 7, it talks about these authorities. It says they're God's servants. They're giving their full time to governing us, and we should be giving back to them respect and honor. I find it interesting in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 to 3, even for those of you who are not Bible scholars, you probably know at least parts of this verse. It starts with children, obey your parents. We've probably all heard that. We've maybe said it ourselves. But as part of this section of scripture, Paul points out that this is the first commandment that also has a promise. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. So again, we stop and we say, does this apply to me? Is this true? So really, if I honor my mom, if I honor my dad, if I honor those in authority over me, am I going to live longer? That's what this says. Is this true? Does it apply? Well, certainly in biblical days it did. Not honoring your elders was considered a capital offense. There is tons of biblical backup to that. Lots of verses that talk about that. And capital offenses equaled capital punishment. So you could and would die if you didn't honor your elders. So that's shortening your life. But not just in an individual sense, but in a national sense, for national preservation. They needed to honor their elders. God told them, here's a blessing. 
You as a people group will be able to go into this wonderful land and live a long life and prosper there if you follow these rules, these commands. It's going to be good for you. If you don't, well, life's going to be a little shorter. There's a curse. And so for them, they had this kind of established hierarchy where the elders were really responsible to make sure that there was good health and integrity and economic viability for them as a nation. I'll give you just one example. So for instance, the most senior members of their homes were the people who were usually in charge of the military. So the elders were the leaders of the military. And so if you have your elder telling you, okay, there's a group down the hill that we need to take care of or we're going to be obliterated as a nation, and all the young people were like, eh, not today, then the nation is not going to exist. The nation is going to end. And therefore, it would be a shorter life for their nation as well. So here we see, yes, it's true in the Bible times, it could certainly lead to a shorter life. But what about a modern application? What does it mean for us? How does it apply to us? Well, hopefully, children are learning in the homes to respect their parents. And then as they learn to respect their parents, the transitions to respecting their teachers which transitions to respecting supervisors when you go to work, which hopefully transitions to also respecting and honoring police officers and respecting and honoring our governing authorities. These are all very important. Now, this is good for your life to be long-lived because, first of all, if you're not listening to what the police officers have to say, if you're not abiding by the laws of the land, this can have a safety issue. And when you're not safe, well, sometimes life is not that long. But also, even if you still have life, maybe you do not have free life because you end up being incarcerated because you've been doing things that you shouldn't be doing. So shortening of life, but also for us as a nation too. This is so important for society to survive because if kids aren't listening to parents and they're not listening to teachers and we're not listening to our bosses and we don't care what the cops have to say and we're not listening at all to the laws of the land, what is that? That's anarchy. And societies don't survive on anarchy. So it is definitely important for longevity for us as a nation and as individuals to adhere to honoring elders. So now we go back to Ephesians 6, 1 to 3. Children, obey your parents. So now we're kind of like, okay, obey. Do I need to obey my parents forever? Like, I'm not really under their authority anymore. I don't live at home anymore. I have children myself. Am I still obeying my parents? What is this all about? I have a friend, she and her sister, as grown woman, went to visit their mom who lived out in British Columbia. And they arrived, and sisters decided, Mom, we're just going to go over to the Tim Hortons that's just kind of down the road a little bit. We're going to grab a coffee, and we'll be back in an hour. So they left, and they're visiting together, and they get to Tim Hortons, they get their coffee, they enjoy that. They look at their watches, it's about time to get back to Mom. We said we'd be back in an hour. 
So they leave, but maybe they weren't so observant about their surroundings or they didn't really know the area as well as they thought they did, but they kind of started going a different path, a different direction. And in the end, they got to their mom's place one and a half hours later than they said they were going to. So two and a half hours later than she was expecting them. And her response was, well, girls, you're grounded. <laughs> and I said, what did you do? And she said, I laughed. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd probably laugh too if my mom grounded me. But they, they said, mom. And she says, no, for the weekend that you're here visiting me, we're staying in, at home. We're not going anywhere. You girls are grounded. <laughs> Well, in the case of Paul speaking in Ephesians, he is talking to children. He's talking to those who are still under the authority of their mom and dad. The word is used twice in the original language in the context of children. So the short answer is no. Uh, we are not required to obey our parents forever. Now, um, as I mentioned, when you're under the authority of your parents, obviously, but for us, once we're removed from that, I know in the Bible they say marriage. Marriage is kind of when you're not under mom and dad's authority anymore. Now you're under, you know, a new authority. A new household is being established. And so you might have some new rules and whatnot. And we, to this day, have a symbol of that in our marriage ceremonies. We have what's called leave-taking. And so often the bride will, you know, come down the aisle and maybe it will be parents or, you know, an elder who she respects in her life who will kind of hand her over in this ceremonial, symbolic method to her new husband-to-be, right? So we still have this, but certainly it's not just marriage. <laughs> it's, it's when you're no longer that age of accountability where you need to be under your parents' influence. Now, respect and honor are not contingent on obedience. So a lot of times we have couples who then, now they're married, but they're still obeying, you know, what the family of origins, mom and dad, tell them to do. And this can be really difficult and conflicting on a marriage. So it is quite likely and totally possible that we can respect and honor our parents as grown-ups and not necessarily be obeying them. We grow up, our parents are more than welcome to make requests of us, absolutely. But we can also respectfully decline without any honor being lost in the process. What's important is that we're being appropriately respectful to them when we are declining. Now, I want to stop and say though, Parents have great ideas and thoughts, even for those of us as adults, listen to them. They have some wonderful advice. Why? Because they have experience. Now, if these girls who were at Tim Hortons had asked mom, hey, we're a little bit lost, what's the best way to get back from Tim Hortons to your place? She'd be able to line up for them a path from A to B, and they'd be able to just have this nice, guided, direct path back to her place. Now, in the same way, our parents, whether we're adults or not, want to kind of help steer us through the right path. They want to steer us past the obstacles that make life a little less easy on us. And as we mature, most often we start 
giving our parents more credit for what they have to say, usually. Mark Twain, I love this quote, he said, when I was 14 years old, my father was so ignorant. I hated to have the old man around. But when I was 21 years old, I was astonished to see how much my father had learned in only seven years. <laughs> so we mature and we recognize, wow, there's some, some value, there's some worth, there's some weight to what they have to say. Honor elders wherever you encounter them, as far as it is possible, with discernment. So what exactly does honoring entail then? If it's not necessarily about obeying my parents all the time, uh, even as an adult, what does it entail? Well, as far as it is possible, we do need to provide for them when they cannot provide for themselves. 1 Timothy 5.8 is clear on that. It says, if anyone does not provide for his relatives, especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Now, as our parents start to age, there's declining. There's often deterioration of body, sometimes deterioration of mind. Sometimes it can become not all that rewarding to spend time with mom and dad anymore. Sometimes it can be very inconvenient to spend time with mom and dad now. But yet, we are called to do that. And sometimes that is why this commandment can be difficult to adhere to. Because, ah, it's just not that rewarding. It's so inconvenient to do this. But yet, we're asked to do that. So now let's go back to those of us who are here today, whether that's on site or online, who are still under the authority of their parents. So we have some teenagers who are here today, maybe some children. So what do I need to know about? Well, appreciate that for the most part, they really do want the best for you. Even if it seems like they're trying to ruin your life, they are not. It, they really do want the best for you. And so when they say no, can you just understand that no is a complete sentence? Right? They say no. You don't need to wear them down. You don't need to make their life miserable just by trying to get what you want. I mean, you know what? You might not understand why they're saying no, but can you please just respect the fact that they honestly do want what they think is best for you? So many of us, whether we're a child, a teenager, or an adult, our attitude is nobody's going to tell me what to do. But God promises blessings to us if we honor our parents, if we honor our authorities, and there's curse attached if we don't. If you're despising, if you're disrespecting your elders, you know what that's a sign of? It's a sign of immaturity. It's a sign of ignorance. It's a sign of arrogance. And quite honestly, when you're still under the roof of your parents, this is why, because we're trying to teach you not to be arrogant. We're trying to teach you not to be ignorant. We're trying to teach you not to be immature. So that's okay. But that is what it's a sign of. So if you don't want to be arrogant and immature and ignorant, then, you know what? No is a complete sentence. Well, the next way that we can be honoring is by giving grace to our elders. 
There was a man who he decided that he was going to have his mom and dad in their older years come and live with he and his wife and their son. And so he had them at the house, and they would make supper for him, and he would kind of just get not very excited about their eating habits. They were drooling, and they were dripping, and they were slopping, and he just didn't like it. And so finally, he's like, I know what I'm going to do. He went into his wood shop, and he made two troughs. And the next day for supper, he put one in his mom's lap, and he put one in his dad's lap. And he said in a not very nice way, if you guys are going to eat like pigs, I'm going to treat you like pigs. And that was that. Well, a couple days later, his wife is outside, and their young son is kind of playing around, and he likes to make things and build things and stuff. And she's like, ah, what you making? Oh, I'm making some troughs for when you and dad are old and I have to take care of you. Ugh. Proverbs 30, verse 17 says, The eye that mocks a father that scorns obedience to a mother will be pecked out by the ravens of the valley, will be eaten by the vultures. This is strong wording, but it's trying to paint a picture here that mock and scorning your parents is not a good thing. Samson, remember him? His eyes were gouged out, and that brought him much shame, and it also brought shame to the people that he was representing. And vultures, what do they do? They, they devour dead things. And behaviors like mock and scorn, that leads to death, not to life. Um, we talk about, Pastor Andrew mentioned this, kind of our catchphrase, our mission, that we like to discover new life with Jesus. We talk about that a lot at West Meadows. So if you have been in the habit of despising and rejecting authority, if you have been disrespecting, if you've been mocking with irreverent speech or actions, or maybe it's some of your facial expressions even, the eye rolls and whatnot, you're scorning your parents with unkind words, those things don't lead to life. Not the life that we're trying to encourage here. So sometimes we really might need to ask God's grace God's grace to help us show honor as far as it is possible. Honor elders wherever you encounter them as far as it is possible with discernment. So I can just imagine there's a few of you in here, there's a few of you on there that have been thinking, yeah, but if she only knew what kind of dad I had, <laughs> this message would go out the window. This doesn't apply for me because no way did my parents deserve any type of honor? Well, you know what? This command is not necessarily about them. We can honor because the honor is for the sake of God. So it does say in the Bible that we are to love our enemies. So sure, maybe that elder that you're thinking in your head is like enemy number one on your list. And oh, you don't want to honor them. But yet God says, love your enemies. And if you remember back to the beginning when I was talking, I said that honor is fueled by love in all of the ten words. So another reason to honor even those who maybe don't deserve it is for the sake of the community. So if I'm taking care of my aged parent and you're taking care of your aged parent and he's taking care of his aged parent, the community does better 
We're a stronger and healthier community when we're all doing our part to provide for those who can't provide for themselves. And finally, in Ephesians 6.1, we all know children obey your parents, but do we remember what comes after that? Children obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right, in the Lord. What's that? In the Lord is insofar as their authority is exercised according to his will. So here's where sometimes we need to be discerning. Is this in accordance with God's will, what I'm being asked to do, what my elders are expecting of me? And then we need to be discerning because it is as stated in the Lord, for that's what's right. So I just kind of want to close with looking at a few practical ways that we can honor our elders. The first most practical way to honor our elders is just to live right, to know what do my elders stand for. My mom and dad, they're all about this. I'm going to live right. I'm going to avoid the tragic mistakes, and I'm going to live that way too. Secondly, appreciating a favorite memory. So again, if it's somebody that you're like, oh, Athena, for all it's worth, I'm trying to think of a great memory. Well, there was this one time he took me for ice cream. Great. Focus on that. Choose that one memory and honor them because of that. Another thing we can do is we can demonstrate forgiveness. When we're recounting stories, we're telling our kids about these things that, you know, our mom and dad did, these stories and whatnot. Sometimes it's okay to just leave certain things out, to leave some stuff unsaid. I'm thinking about a time that I was with my daughter and we were going to one of her volleyball games and I got us tragically lost. <laughs> and I was so upset. I'm like screaming and crying and it was horrible. And I think, you know, if she was to tell somebody that story about that day, there were lots of great things that happened that day. I would be honored if she could just kind of forget the section about me going berserk because we got so lost, right? Like she can honor me by just like, and we don't have to mention that. <laughs> So just as we want to honor our elders, let our, um, our offspring also honor us by maybe that, sure, yeah, we won't talk about that right now. And then finally, passing on their legacy. So if they were people who were so sacrificial, then why not be the same? So I just want to close with just a couple more of these fun slides. This is a beach in Portugal, the ocean of Portugal. Did you know that it is illegal to pee in the ocean in Portugal? Don't do it. <laughs> I'm not sure how they are able to, you know, make sure that they enforce that or not, but don't pee in the ocean in Portugal. And then here's a picture here. This is about caring in China Protection of the rights and interests of elderly people has an act. So elderly people, they say anybody who's over 60, and precisely you are not to forsake them. Don't forget about them. You are not to insult them. 
You are to take care of the family farm if they can no longer do so. You are to provide for them. So you might be thinking, okay, well, <laughs> how's that in comparison to don't pee in the ocean in Portugal? What? Like, how's that outlandish? How's that weird? How's that wacky? I don't think it is. But yet it made its way into this list of a whole bunch of other wacky and weird and outlandish rules and commands. But it sounds so very biblically sound to me. So what seems weird and atrocious and crazy to the world is not to God's people. We should be honoring our elders, and this is a wonderful word for us to live by. Thank you.